I walk up Ramsey Hill for the third time this morning. The air is heavy with smoke settling in a sulfury haze over the city. It's from fires far away, but it's choking us as well. The heat and the drought only making things worse. Nonetheless, I push up the hill in long strides, my arms bent and pumping to make it harder. I'm home now, and the hill is just a few blocks from my house. On Monday, I was fitted with a heart monitor to try and track exactly what is happening with the erratic beat. But right now, I feel strong. Strong, determined, focused on this through hike of my neighborhood. You're listening to the Blissful Hiker podcast. I'm Allison Young, the Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. Thanks so much to Lecky and Belega for their support. Also, Summit Orthopedics, my choice for two total hip replacements. I share stories of walking long-distance trails as a solo female middle-aged titanium-reinforced hiker to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. Coming off the Continental Divide Trail sucked. (laughs) Just when I pulled away on my own and was finding a rhythm, I got, well, out of rhythm. I hit an SOS for the first time in my life, and I was pulled into a helicopter by a wire. I felt awful, but I still managed to be astounded by the epic mountain views. Massive mountains in uplifted and shifted forms of layered rock, snow caught in bowls, the trees a fringe below, and the Chinese wall, a reef of billion-year-old creatures, layered, pressed, cooked, squeezed into this glorious masterpiece of nature. The land is like a carpet, snapped at one end, leaving folds and ripples throughout. All of this is ancient as time, but it appears alive, caught in motion as waves on the sea. It's definitely a better view from here than from the trail. It actually took two helicopters to get me to the hospital in Kalispell, one with the High Wire Act and the other a life flight with an EMT team poking holes in my arm and shoving oxygen up my nose. But I love those guys who never once made me feel guilty or ashamed that I hit a wall and needed to come out. They even made me laugh a few times and pointed out the best views. Funny, though, when the EKG and other tests showed my vitals to be absolutely normal, they thought maybe I was running low on electrolytes. Well, maybe, but I have an arrhythmia. I have supraventricular tachycardia. I mean, they think. There's not much to do here in the hospital, but just head home and see a cardiologist. But stubborn me was having none of that. Maybe I should just rest a few days. Lovely Dr. Leonard suggested a kind of halfway house for people like me without anywhere to go right away and still pretty sick. It's called Assist, and it looks like a dorm with a shared kitchen, shared TV, and shared bathroom. It was just me and two guys down on their luck. And I can't say it was luxurious. I mean, it's no Club Med. Well, I mean, I guess in some ways it was Club Med. But it was boring. It was isolated, but that was just about the level I was at. 
on the phone most of the day is trying to figure out my next move as the sky filled up with smoke from the nearby forest fires, and the temperatures kept me inside most of the time, watching Law & Order reruns. I did manage to visit with a local woman named Sarah who'd walked the CDT last year during COVID. We had a beer at a local brewery, and she shared information on her favorite parts of the trail. When I asked if she planned to walk another long-distance trail, she said an emphatic no. (laughs) I can't say that I didn't relate to her objections. The constant need to make miles, the focus on moving as opposed to seeing, the camping just anywhere rather than choosing somewhere soulful. Am I starting to think long-distance walking is just too much? A moment did arrive in my days at Assist when a friend invited me to join his group and hike in the Wind River Range, which is actually part of the CDT. And I thought, well, maybe I can do that, get some rest, find a ride south, and just pick up where I left off. But my body had different ideas, and it suddenly refused to keep any food inside me. Well... More Law & Order reruns, more hanging around with the two homeless guys, and more talking to Dawn, who painted the sunset in all its eerie orange against gray. It was obvious that I needed to go home, so I set up a Zoom meeting with my ardent supporters who came on the screen with cocktails and advice. And we all agreed that flying could be a stressful nightmare, since I'd need to take three flights and be crammed tightly into a tube of sardines. So the choice was the Empire Builder, the train, which passes right through Whitefish, about 20 minutes north of Kalispell. So I got a ticket and prepared myself for 24 hours of a different kind of ride. Yeah, the Empire Builder is a bit rough around the edges, but the seats are huge and they lean back like a lazy boy. They even come with a sort of footstool extension. It wasn't that full on my train, so I had two seats all to myself. And I can get up and walk around and get a sandwich. And I sit in the observation car, just as the sign for Mariah's Pass rolls by. Remember that one? How happy I felt crossing these same rails as the conductor tooted twice. In East Glacier, I see packs of thru-hikers at the post office, and I feel so sad. How am I going to avoid despair now that I'm off trail? I came out here to find something, to feel something, to get a grip on where I'm headed. And right now I'm headed back to where I came from. As we move on, the mountains recede, and it's the ocean of prairie surrounding us all the way back to St. Paul. Montana is dry, the towns sparse and small. Hay is stacked in neat rectangular bundles, dotting the field as far as the eye can see. All I walked and all I saw is just a memory now. Oddly, North Dakota catches my fancy. Perhaps it's the light at an angle, the grass turning a deep orange. There's ponds everywhere filled with life. Ducks, herons, gulls, and pelicans. A cluster of beehives is stacked far out close to a house that seems to have simply sprung up from the earth. I fall asleep for a moment, but I wake up when we reach Minot, where the train stops for a long break. 
Everyone soaks up the evening air, cool and fresh-smelling. They're a group of tattooed men, overweight in cargo shorts and t-shirts. A young black girl with a huge grin smokes a cigar. A Mennonite couple in homespun clothes stand together but slightly apart, he with a bowl cut and her with a weary and maybe sad face beneath a tight white cap. A couple kisses goodbye, touching foreheads, and a skinny boy dances in high-top sneakers. All aboard, they say. Yeah, they really do sing that out. And we all head back, most beginning to cuddle in for the overnight stretch to St. Paul. I get a burger and sit in the dining car, along with eight young women in brightly colored dresses and bonnets playing cards and speaking their German dialect, while a man behind me plays guitar and sings, trying mightily to get me to sing along. But I'm so tired still, and I have to decline. I'm heading home to the cardiologist who fits me with a heart monitor and schedules a stress test, to our smoky skies and intense heat, where I still push myself to walk and stretch, lift weights, hold planks, and change the story's ending from one of loss to one of opportunity. There are a few surprises waiting for me when I get home, unexpected jobs and opportunities that make me wonder if perhaps the trail itself ejected me at this moment, sending me home to make a full reset on all fronts. I'm really happy to see Richard, too, my best friend, who doesn't really want to backpack with me that far, but understands who I am and what matters to me. I read a book that Greg from East Glacier recommended called Breath by James Nestor, and I start exploring how my breathing can control my stress levels and maybe even bring whatever is out of balance in me back into balance. It's good that I'm home, too, because I can take Richard to a clinic for a procedure that he needs to get done, and he won't have to ask a friend to do it. This time, it's not me who's so needy, as I sit in this busy and airy space of specialty clinics, listening to a programmed piano off-kilter and out of sync. No one but us seems to notice this poor instrument's distress and inability to make music, the keys barely depressed, and only shards of melody emitted out of time, like a gasp from a demented musician. Some of that's how I feel right now. But the art on the wall is good. Some abstract bits of metal and lines and circles, wood cut and colored in shapes, and a massive glass piece hanging from the ceiling. But my attention is drawn to works from nature, blown-up images of leaves and flowers up close, each vein and ripple at eye level. And then there's a series of lakes and rivers, hidden slightly by a birch or falling leaves, each one familiar to me. As I walk by and contemplate, I see a place I've been that is precisely like the painting in front of me. That's the night on the Kekakabek when the full moon grew out of the water. That's that spring in Southern California when the oak leaves were bright orange and red. And that's the sky in Colorado when I came down from Mount of the Holy Cross guided by massive cairns. 
Yes, I'm home now. And my walks are limited by the heat, the smoke, my health, and the unknown. But all of these moments that I'm reminded of right now happened to me. And soon, the 200 miles I walked in Montana and the extraordinary places I lived and breathed will become part of that tapestry, too. I'll return to the mountains. I just have something I need to take care of right now. It's a bump in the road. And maybe the trail knew something I didn't by kicking me off. Well, whether it kicked me off on purpose or not, I can tell you this. When I go back on trail, I'm going to be ready. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on Apple, leave a review that helps the show get discovered. Blissful Hiker is on Patreon right now. You can find a link in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. That's also where you can find other episodes, you can see the blog and pictures, and you can contact me, blissfulhiker.com. Next week, who knows? Maybe I'll take you to the PCT from 2019 or to northern Minnesota right now. Wherever we go, kia kaha, my friends, and happy trails. Happy trails.